The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome, welcome, 1106. It is time for the Pinpoint Health Show. You have health concerns. This is your hour, 416-870-6400. You can follow uh, Dr. Lou on social as well. Uh, just search Pinpoint Health and the Lou Down, which is an awesome podcast, is uh, available for you as well. Hey, pal, good morning. All right. Hey, John, how's it going, buddy? I'm uh, I'm hanging in there, brother. We talked about yeah. earlier on Greg's show how how much we're dying to get gyms and stuff open. So right now I look like a bag of milk, but I'm trying, <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to get through it. The good news is you never look great, so it's not it can't get much worse. No kidding, right? <laughs> exactly. It's not that big a change. What's uh, what's news, pal? What's going on this morning? So some pretty big news for the healthcare um, industry um, on May 26th, the Ministry of Health updated Directive Number Two. Um, which essentially allows um, non-urgent and uh, elective types of procedures and anything that was deferred to start resuming. Um, Now, that then goes down to the individual regulatory bodies that control all the different professions, but essentially the vast majority have given the okay to go ahead and start resuming um, elective types of procedures and and any care that had been deferred um, over the last number of months. So that's great news at Pinpoint Health. We are spending next week is we were always available for emergency cases. As of next week, it, uh, June first, it will be a ramp up period where um, we are now you're now able to be seen for non urgent cases and anything that was deferred. And by June eighth, which is the following Monday, we should be back to more a normal type of operation. We're going to spend next week ramping it up and, and doing it in the right way. Now. Even when I say normal operation, it's sort of a new normal for sure because, I mean, there's still going to be a limit on how many people can be at the, in the clinics at any one time. Um, it'll look different, right? We have shields that have been put up. You'll likely be brought into your room. There's no waiting room access anymore. Um, so there's a lot of difference there. All the practitioners will be wearing uh, PPE equipment, so they'll look a little bit different. So, uh, But the good news is at the very least we'll be able to go back and start providing the care that people uh, have needed and, uh, and have had to defer over the last number of months. And one thing that I do want to say, and this is sort of, I want to tread lightly with the way I say, say this, a lot of people that I have on social media are colleagues and friends of mine that have other clinics and all these things. Um, and, and I've seen a lot of healthcare professionals that are under this directive really like, you know, show how excited they are to get back to work and all this stuff, which I get it. But the way I see this is this is a responsibility that we have. This is not this is not a joke. This is not cartwheels. Um, it's going to be very different. And the other thing that I always like to keep in mind is perspective. There's a lot of other businesses still out there that aren't able to go back right now. And, and I don't want to be sitting here saying, you know, oh, I'm so excited or anything like that. I, I'm happy that we can start resuming care. But inside, I am still saddened that there are so many people out there that are still suffering and are not able to return to their work. And so those businesses that are able to return to work, such as these healthcare businesses, which include, you know, things like chiropractors, physiotherapists, massage therapists, dentists, optometrists, et cetera, et cetera, um, we have a responsibility because it's our responsibility to make sure that we do a good job in not increasing any number of cases that we're doing the right types of tactics to minimize anything that way every business can go back to opening up so i think it's a true i'm not looking this as 
this is not cartwheels for me. This is a responsibility. I'm taking it very, very seriously because I, my goal is really to provide care, but also to do the right thing so that all of us, every single person in Ontario can go back to um, the the lives that they had and, and we can get back to, to normal. So uh, it's a responsibility and not just uh, uh, not just some joke that I'm taking lightly. Sure, all, you know all boats rise with the tide, right? So I think you're doing the you're doing the smart thing. The smarter, the smarter, and more cautious you are with your clinics, and uh, you know you guys are at the entry point now. The sooner other businesses can open, and God, we all need it, man. We just need to get out there and, and start this economy going, and people need to start getting better too. I have friends and family; some are, are, are elderly. They're just dying to get back in clinics like yours and get the help because they physically need it, right? So yeah. we'll uh, we'll take a short break here. Get right back to it. You have phone calls, questions about that, anything else? Your physical health, something bothering you. That's why this uh, show is here. Bring it on. Would love your phone calls. 416-870-6400. Pinpoint Health Show. Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we are back at 1114, the Pinpoint Health Show. The phone lines are open for you. Uh, you have some uh, physical issues, maybe something going on. You want to call on behalf of a friend or a family member, no problem. 416-870-6400. Go to Pinpoint Health online on social. And the Lowdown, L-O-U, the Lowdown is the podcast series, which is gaining a lot of traction and uh, more of a long-form thing. And there's some really, really cool guests and information you get on that show as well. So uh, so there you go, pal. We're, uh, we're back yeah. at it. Yeah, we are. And, and also with, with uh, social media, um, you mentioned the, the corporate types of pages, but there's even my personal page where, where I put out a lot of stuff. So you can check it out, Dr. Lou Nally. If you type that into Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever, um, you'll, you'll find that and you can uh, follow me and, and get a lot of great stuff there, a lot of interactive stuff. Um, so, yeah, the, the, that's all in, uh, just another resource um, for what we do here. But, you know, the whole point of this show is a call-in show, so I'm happy to take anybody's calls um, today to answer anything about pain and injury problems primarily or any general types of health questions. Um, although they may not be my scope, I may be able to provide some insight, but definitely with pain and injury, um, anything like that would be well within my scope, and I can sort of start to provide a, a directive. And, you know, over the last two weeks, John, we've done a lot more on the show of back to normal-ish in terms of uh, getting yeah. people to call in and talk to them. And my assessments have really ramped up in the last few weeks where people um, are, are, I guess, you know, for that first six-week period, people sort of put everything on hold, and then they started to realize how much it's affecting their lives, the pain. And, you know, this works really, you know, the, there's silver lining in this because we were able at the clinic level to figure out some things that actually work quite well. And one of those things is assessments that are done virtually. Um, care is obviously any type of treatment. It's, it's more difficult to be delivered virtually, as, as anyone could imagine. Not, not impossible, especially if it's like exercise-based, uh, but definitely more difficult. But in terms of an assessment, again, I, I've said this numerous times, you know, 95% of all of the information that I need to make a diagnosis comes from a conversation, uh, a really good investigative conversation that I have, asking the right things, understanding the signs and symptoms. And, you know, that's all my years of study and clinical practice that then I'm able to um, put that all together and synthesize it into a diagnosis. Now, there are, of course, physical tests that can often be very, very important. But the great thing also is with video um, aspects of it, 
a lot of the tests that I would need to do to a patient are actually things that I ask them to do to themselves. Um, it's not necessarily that I have to specifically do something, which there are cases, but again, when we consider, you know, that I can get all of 95% of the information from, from speaking to someone, so that, that's great. I can probably get another 3 or 4% from watching you do something or you stressing your body in a certain way that I've asked. And then there might be 1% there that I may need to see you for. And, you know, out of all the assessments that I've done now, I'd say about 10 to 15%, I actually have to eventually get into the clinic so that I can do a physical exam. And, and now that we are able to go back, we're going to do that. But this is also great because one of the things that I want to incorporate, a lot of people come see me from pretty far away. Um, and instead of making people drive right away, um, we can start with this virtual assessment and it works quite well. And if I don't actually need you to drive in and I can provide what I need to provide, um, via virtual conference, then that's, that's great for everybody as long as uh, you get what you need. But the big thing here is I'm also not going to shortchange it. If I do need to see you in the office, and I think it's important that I do some other things that require me to somehow put my hands on, on a different part of your body in order to, to investigate further, I, I'm obviously going to do that. I'm going to do my due diligence, and I want to make sure that I'm giving people the, the right answers um, to everything that they do. But it, it's been a good um, a little bit of silver lining there where we've been able to figure out some processes and procedures that can work well with virtual care as well. And a lot of what we do as well um, from a therapeutic treatment side is a lot of exercise rehabilitation. It actually yeah. does work quite well to be on two ends of a virtual conference and you can have the therapist showing you things that you can be doing at home, which is actually where you're going to be doing it anyways, right? Because the right. big thing about what we do with rehabilitation is not come into the clinic, do it one or two times a week. No, it's, it's about here's what you do. Do that every single day, multiple times a day potentially, and that's really what's going to help. Because we know, you know, pretty unequivocally at this point, that when it comes to musculoskeletal injuries, I'd even go further and say neuromusculoskeletal injuries, which means things that have to do with nerves, the muscles, the joints, the bones, um, exercise rehabilitation, doing, moving, the active care component is potentially the most important component that, that really helps with the chronic stuff. Then we have the passive modalities, the, the, the soft tissue therapies, the, uh, the you know, electrical modalities, the ultrasound manipulation, mobilizations, all of yep. these other passive modalities, which are very, very, in the, very good in the acute stage but don't provide what people necessarily need long-term in the chronic stage, which is what I find is often missing. And again, that's why I do what I do here, um, is to really give people that, that advice. And it's incredible how many times I, I have assessments with people uh, out there and, and I speak to them about their issues. And, and it's the one thing that's consistently missing. I'd say the active component of people doing what they need to do and then the mental health component of it. And, and I think it was last week, John, that we sort of spoke about this where I said those two things from me are not separate. Those two things are very much the exact same thing because our body is interconnected between mind and body and we need to put it all um, together. We'll take a short break and get into it. As uh, as Dr. Lou mentioned, this is a call-in show, so you have time to uh, get some, some answers to your questions. So bring it on, 416-870-6400 is the way to do that. Pinpoint Health Show continues right here, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. 
The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. 1129, I, I got the boot there remotely. Don't know why. It's, it's technology for you. Anyway, well, just before I got uh, I got smoked, the question I asked you was, when everything gets back to some level of normalcy, is it going to be, you think, more uh, a lineup for physical problems or mental problems or 50-50? Yeah, I think I think fifty fifty because again, going back to the that they're intermingled, right? So if someone if all of a sudden has developed a chronic physical issue, that's probably also gonna affect their mental health because they may not have the physical capacity maybe to do something that they love, like going back to the example of a of a sport or activity that they were used to or playing with their grandkids or whatever. So that will affect your mental health, right? And equally so if all of a sudden you you know, you've developed more depression and anxiety um, during these times because of everything that we've gone through, then that's going to also manifest physically, I believe, uh, because it, it's well known that when people are depressed and anxious, um, they, they sort of retreat, right, and they do less physical things. And as we move around less, then all of these types of things go off in our body. Also, when you're anxious and depressed, um, you're sort of hypervigilant and, and to anything going on in your body, and you amplify a message. So there's this big thing. So I guess my answer is, I think it's going to be both places. And this is sort of, again, going back to what we were speaking about last week, is this whole distinguishing of mental and physical, I get it, but I, 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 to some extent there is no difference, is my point. It's, it's, there, it's all related. Our mind controls our body, and our body provides feedback to our mind so that they're intermingled. It, it's so hard to ever consider that one happens without the other. Um, yeah, and, and and so I think it's really important that we we do this and that that people get back to their regular care. Um, again, whatever it may be, and and I guess one advantage on say the mental health side of things, and when we had Minister Tabolo on on the program, who's the associate minister of mental health and addiction, we spoke about this. A lot of these programs that are delivered, because a lot of it is really more about interaction and speaking than it is and communicating versus any type of procedure, a lot of these things could be done virtually, right? So that's a huge advantage in terms of access to care right now. Um, and and it, it, it sort of so, I, and, and you know, the minister uh, spoke about all kinds of different um, programs that the government had launched. So I would encourage yeah. people Go check that out. Go on the the Ministry of Health website and find those resources. Use them um, because I think it's important. And and again, if you're not taking care of your mind, then, you know, also your body's going to suffer and vice versa. If you're not taking care of your body right now, your mind will suffer long term. You you sort of alluded to that with yourself, John, right, where you're a big gym goer and you are used to doing something specific with your body and you're probably still i'm sure doing stuff at home and outdoors but but it's probably not the same and you know just my question to you is that had an impact on your mental health right like you not being the physical person that you want to be have have you noticed any mental health types of changes like in terms of maybe uh, you know i'm not clinical depression but maybe more down on yourself or your mood is not as good Absolutely, and it's and because I'm conscious of it and conscious that that could happen, I feel it coming. But it, it's even if you know it, it's tough to avoid. I'm just and it, it's funny when even when uh, before COVID times when my gym was open and I just I, I I just got busy doing work and I couldn't go for two or three days. You just slip into this really ugly 
place and after about two or three days back in the gym it's a, it's a night and day difference for your for your yeah. mental health it's crazy so yeah now I've, it's almost i hate to say it i've almost gotten used to it now for the last two and a half months which is not good because yeah. you just get complacent and lazy and no i'm not doing a fraction of what i did uh right. even at the two weeks after covid had the shutdown i just you're not inspired to lie down in your ottoman in your living room and do bench presses with dumbbells it's just it's <laughs> not the same i ride my right. bike 40k but it's just not the same as lifting weights you know what i mean star 640 on sale. Lots more to go here. Want to get to uh, to Joe. Hey, Joe, you're on with with Dr. Lou. What's up, pal? Hi, thank you, doctor, taking my call. No problem. I had uh, quadruple bypass surgery in January. And some either veins or arteries taken out of my left forearm. Yeah. And I have, uh, how to call it, like a tingling sensation just below my thumb in about a one-inch diameter area. It's not painful, but, you know, is it something that I can anticipate going away or am I going to have it forever? Never had to deal with this. And, and it's on the same arm where they removed uh, the veins to, to use for replacements yes. for the coronary arteries? Yeah, I yes. mean, so, I mean, the one thing, you'd have to sort of speak to the surgeon who did it, number one, I think, is is my first recommendation. But... The one thing anytime you're removing something from somewhere that you've always got to be concerned of is some type of potential nerve damage, right, where a nerve may get nicked or something like that. Um, So that's a possibility where there's actual trauma to the nerve. The other thing that is probably more likely is when those types of things happen, um, the scar tissue builds up, right, in the area wherever things were taken out of that scar tissue may be putting pressure on nerves and maybe creating it. So it's almost created like a functional change. So the big thing here is if it's not nerve damage, which can be assessed through things like uh, nerve conduction studies and EMG, and if it's not permanent nerve damage, which is probably not, right, and it's more likely on the functional side where because of the sort of or structured trauma that's happened to that area and scar tissue buildup and things like that, there might be what we would call an entrapment or pressure on the nerve, um, that can likely be um, treated. Um, so, you know, again, this is where, you know, I, I would say two things. Follow back up with the surgeon, right, um, who did the operation. They will probably want you to get an EMG. Um, the good thing, and or a nerve conduction study, the good thing here is, again, these types of elective and deferred types of procedures are now being resumed, so you'll be able to get that. If there's no permanent damage there, then I would encourage you to give me a call back because then it would sort of fall into that musculoskeletal realm where we could potentially do some treatment and, and sort of help you to get back there, right? So I think that should sort of be um, the game plan for you. Well, thank you for that. I'm still waiting for my follow-up visits because I, ha- I haven't even had my uh, you know, a stress test or an echocardiogram done yet because so, they, don't, they don't know when they're going to be able to do it. Yeah, but but bring up, and, and that's true, that's one thing, but again, I would say call and bring up this aspect. They might be able to do something for this. And, and again, now that this directive was updated very, very recently, as of last week, midweek, um, you will start to see these things start to resume anyway. So so it, it's coming. Thank you. That's uh, It's good to hear. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate uh, appreciate your time. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and yeah, reach out for for, to, uh, for sure to Doctor Lou one eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U again one eight five 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 Doctor Lou. I think we got time to uh, get to Sal. Hey, Sal. Thanks for uh, thanks for your time. Good morning. Thanks for the call. Thanks for letting me uh, call. Um, sure, man. What's up? 
I had a, a concrete slab fall on my foot a couple years ago. And it okay. didn't break any bones or anything. I went to the hospital. They took x-rays and stuff. And uh, they, they, I went a couple of times to, for them to check it. And everything was okay. They said there was no bones broken or anything. They sent me to rehab. Unfortunately, I didn't go to rehab. And um, yes. now it's been a couple of years. And, and, and I feel like the bones have shifted. I went to my doctor. They did x-rays and said everything's okay. They're saying it's arthritis. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it just feels weird. It just... Uh, like I still like when I walk. Like if I spend a whole day walking the day before, the next day I can't can't walk on my leg. Yeah. So I mean, so a couple things here. Like people often assume that when there's that type of blunt force trauma, um, that the only thing that really matters is if the bones are broken. Well, you've got other tissues there, right? You've got ligaments, tendons, muscles, and all of these other things, which potentially are, you know, more important, if not at the very least, as important, right? Um, and so that that recommendation, you know, if, if had you had a broken bone, the recommendation would have been get put in a cast and you would have done that. The fact that it was likely soft tissue damage, the recommendation was get rehabilitation. You didn't do that. It would be the equivocal of not putting the cast on. Right. So so now the reality is there's a sequelae to injuries that heal that don't heal properly when there's not proper treatment rendered for that for that very problem. And now you're sort of dealing with that. Right. So. Um, you know, it's not too late either, though. We, we could potentially look at it and see what the functional problems are that may be creating that. Um, anytime there is trauma to an area, that area does degenerate quicker in terms of arthritic changes. So that's a possibility. But that doesn't mean that you can't do anything. And oftentimes with these types of things, that rehabilitation approach, some therapy, can often go a very, very long way. But I'd have to see the extent of the damage and I need to sort of assess the movement quality of the foot. Um, and then we could sort of probably give you some, some indications on things that you could be doing to help you out. Okay, great. So I just okay. come in and see you then, I, I guess. Yeah. I'll, I'll have somebody give you a call. How's that? Thank you very much. Thanks. No problem. My pleasure. Thanks, Sal. Appreciate your time. See, that's what a phone call does. How quick did that happen? So you can do the same. Sal, to make that phone call, one eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U. And for you, for the remaining time we have in the show, you still got lots. About twenty minutes. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred Pinpoint Health Show on Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. 1142, again, that phone number, 416-870-6400. 416-870-6400 to call the station now and uh, talk to Dr. Lou, get some quick answers before moving on to a potential assessment and carry on from there because the clinics and as you are getting all prepared, brother, to uh, get things open again and physically help people as well. So that's uh, that's good news. You want to go to social media as well. It's Pinpoint Health and to reach out uh, after hours or after the show, at least one eight five five five. Dr. Lou. Yeah, and John, I want to make a couple things clear to all the listeners as well. Um, so number one, you can go to our website at pinpointhealth.ca. At the very top, there is a link that says um, Pinpoint Health COVID-19 safety uh, procedures, and that will outline the extent of the things that we are going through, um, but also the things that we expect of patients. Um, when they come in for their care to ensure that they keep themselves safe, our staff safe, and other patients safe. So we're, this is a, it's a team effort with everybody, right? This isn't just about 
what we can do, but it's, we're also asking our patients to do the same thing. Of course, we have to go through um, screening questions and all those things. And, you know, one thing that I find interesting and I guess a little little perplexing to me is when, when I was going through with my, my staff, of course, we have a screening procedure that includes the standard COVID-19 um, questions, right? Have, have you experienced any fever, blah, 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 travel? You know, everyone knows them now. And um, and some of my staff has said, well, you know, like, is, are we going to make patients sign something to just make sure that they're not lying? And, I, and my initial reaction was like, well, why would, why would someone lie about that, right? Like, why... And, and then it yeah. was like, yeah, but, but people do. And I was like, well, I, I guess maybe that. But it was just sort of crazy to think that that might be a possibility. So I guess my messaging is this, and it's not just for if you come to Pinpoint Health, but if you're doing anything, if you have any of those things, any of the COVID-19 screening questions, which include things like are you feeling sick, uh, especially with fever and new cough uh, in the last 14 days, have you traveled outside of the country in the last 14 days have you been in contact with anybody who is sick or traveled outside do the right thing like the fact that people even have to be worried that others would lie about that to me is crazy but i guess it's a it's a reality uh but you know don't don't lie about that you're you're just putting people at risk and although you know covid 19 may not be something serious for you um if it goes to the wrong person who has you know comorbidities maybe a little bit older whatever it may be we're talking mm-hmm. something that's life-threatening, right? That That's crazy. You should not be taking that risk. And even if you don't infect that person directly, but indirectly by infecting somebody else who then, you know, does something with that person, like, you know, they live with them or something like that. Like, th- this is this is crazy that people don't think that this is, that this is serious. So, I mean, I, I thought it was a little – I hadn't thought of it because I guess I, I just always give people the benefit of the doubt – but, you know, the, the point that I'm trying to make here is that there's a responsibility on the public as well when you're returning to, to any business, such as Pinpoint Health, but anything else. If there's rules and procedures in place that they expect of you, please follow them. Yeah. You know, and it's funny. I think, uh, you know, you got to keep warning people because, you know, you look at what happens at uh, Trinity Bellwoods last week. But then you put up a, a pretty interesting um it wasn't a meme. It was more just a graph, a graphic anyway, and some and some numbers uh, this week on social was on Instagram, and it basically said that nine percent of infected people has led to eighty percent of transmissions of COVID nineteen, and I think that speaks to the fact I I, I had trouble deci- deciphering it because I, I took it three or four different ways, and I know you did as well. But we kind of boiled it down to the fact that that nine percent infecting eighty percent means that the other ninety one percent are they're doing it right they're they're staying away yeah. if they're infected they're 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 keeping away from people and they're they're trying to flatten that curve i guess is the term right yeah and then i guess essentially the messaging around that uh was that essentially the majority of people that have the virus are actually doing their part by self-isolating and mm-hmm. quarantining except for that nine percent right which right. which is a lot you know on the show i've sort of referenced the figure that i've made up in my head where i've said you know 99.9 percent of people are doing the right thing and I guess really I should be saying 91% of people are doing the right thing. Um, so, you know, 9% is a lot, right? That's a big percentage of people not doing the right thing. And it's sort of a disappointing stat because, again, you know, you always assume that, you know, a very, very small portion of the population just is never mm-hmm. going to do the right thing for a lot of different things. But you often don't think that it's going to be as high as almost 10%. Uh, um, so I think that's, uh, you know, that, that speaks to something. And I think really people should – 
really take this as a responsibility. Like we all have genuinely a part to play in this. And if you are doing the right thing individually, you're not only doing it individually for yourself, but you're doing it the right thing collectively because then we're all participating. It's a good call, man. Let's take a a short break. One more before we get back to it. You still have time for a phone call for something of a more uh, personal, physical nature. Bring it on, 416-870-6400, 416-870-6400. Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. 1150, Saturday morning, 416-870-6400. And welcome back to the Pinpoint Health Show. You want to make that phone call. It is a call-in show. You still got some time here to talk to uh, to Dr. Lou. When we are done, by the way, one eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U and PinpointHealth.ca and the Lou Down is the uh, long form podcast series, which is uh, gleaning some really cool stuff, man. I've I've paid uh, paid attention to and tuned into several of them, and uh, it's pretty good Thank stuff you. you got going there. People should definitely be uh, spending some time, taking some time, and listening and watching to uh, to those as well. Yeah, and even I mean, they're longer format conversation, but if you listen, even just a little bit of it, uh, we've had some really great guests and some some uh really great upcoming guests that are also going to be on it so i'd encourage people um check it out on wherever you get your podcast uh and and for the video format of it uh on on youtube but yeah we you know just trying to do more things really the the value that i'm trying to bring is is knowledge um around as many things as possible um when it comes to healthcare and just you know providing really you know, and John, like, it's, it's the same thing with this show and the podcast. I'm not really selling anything, right? Like, you can consume mm-hmm. all of this information and never spend a dime at any one of my clinics, and that, that doesn't mean I'm going to stop you from consuming it. The whole point of this is really for you. And then, um, you know, if people choose to want to see me or somebody in my team for their health, we're happy to do that. But that is not – this is not a hard sell. This is not anything where, you know, you have to do that. It's really just – knowledge that we're providing and content um and and about thing about how to really essentially consume healthcare the right way especially when it comes to pain and injury um uh, because there's a lot of misguided information out there and and that can end up costing people um you know number one their their sort of quality of life in terms of getting better from whatever they're dealing with but sometimes it can also cost them a lot of money because they partake in and they and they are, fall for you know, these bogus types of treatments and therapies yeah. um, that are just really meant to, to sell something. And I mean, I think I've said this a few times, but sometimes I'll have people who are not necessarily listeners of the show, but maybe um, have been referred by somebody who is, and they don't know very much about me. And they call me and they're, you know, and they're expecting like that I've got some miracle, some procedure or something that's this, this, you know, magic, uh, uh, treatment or cure that will take care of your pain or whatever. And I always tell people, you, you know, no, that's, that's not what I'm doing. I'm really just here because uh, I, I, you know, it's a complicated world in terms of the healthcare stratosphere in terms of pain and injury management. And what I'm really trying to do is give people a guidance on the way to do it the, as properly as you can. And, and that's really what, you know, and there's a lot of places that do that, not just pinpoint health, but really the idea with pinpoint health was to put together 
uh, a chain of clinics that, that did it under my guidance so that there's uh, that level of um, transparency, right? And that's why yeah. I think that's a very unique selling feature that we have and that I don't think anybody else um, for sure in Ontario can say, I, I think that, you know, we've got this format here where there's a big transparency with what I do. I've, I've sort of made myself a public figure um, and, and, and to some extent. And, and that means that there's, you know, if I do something wrong, say something wrong, or my brand does something wrong or says something wrong, it's going to come back to me. This is, this is an open format show. Anybody could call the show right now and, and tell us how bad we are. And, and, you know, I don't look at who's calling in and, and they're not pre-recorded or anything. So there's a lot of transparency there. And we also make sure to be as transparent as possible, even at the grassroots clinic level, uh, by continually doing uh, surveys on people to find out, you know, how their experience has been. But there's also Google reviews where, you know, people can go on and share their their experience. Now, you know, Google can be sort of tricky because sometimes people just want to, you know, write. Wine, bitch, and complain. Want. Yeah, you got to be careful. But, you right? know, yeah. I, I always say check it out, read it for yourself. And some of the complaints that are there, I'm not going to say that we're perfect. There are some things, but I think the average person that reads it would say really, like, as an example, something that always stands out, we got a negative review for one of our massage therapists because the individual was sore the next day. And it's like anybody that's had massage knows that that's going to happen. We, we pe- People are told that that could be the case, that they're a little bit sore. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you, you've got someone pushing on your muscles, like how you don't think that may make you sore. I don't know. But again, I think it's nice that, that those things are there because then people can really read it. And it's almost like, yeah, that's not really a big deal. That's not really a negative complaint. That's just maybe sort of a of someone who doesn't get it and a reviewer who just, you know, people want to only post the bad things and not necessarily share the good things. So the people who do share the good things, number one, we really appreciate that because it helps uh, consumers make their choice in terms of uh, where they put their trust for their for their healthcare needs. You know, and it's interesting too, and this is something I know you've talked about since day one of doing this show that, well, you said it, I mean, it's you, you work on pain management, so it's up to the individual to, you know, get the guidance and, uh, you know, help themselves. I kind of picture it as you're like, you know, you're the dad holding on to the back of the uh, of the bike seat when the kid first takes the training wheels off, and you run down the street with them and slowly you take your hand off and let them, you know, <laughs> pedal the bike and finally yeah. like, holy crap, I didn't think I could do this, but that's kind of what it's like because pain yeah. management, they might see you for an hour, well, there's 23 other hours in a day that you're not with them right so that's the learning curve right that's kind of what it's based on yeah it's funny you bring that up one of my my accountant actually who has listened to the show for and maybe he's even listening right now has always said to me like he he's a fan of the show but he's always said like you know it's funny because what you do is very much like parenting even on the show like a lot of the times I say the same thing over and over again, but he said that's really what parenting is, right? Like sometimes it's just about repetition and that repetition will then create a habit and that habit will then translate into the things that people do. And that's sort of why I'm here uh, repeating myself week after week in terms of the right way to consume this stuff and the right way to do it. Um, and, and you're right. I'm really just, this is just, I'm showing people the path, right? This, that's why yeah. there is no magic here. There is no magic bullet. It's just really, if I can help people, um, understand the extent of information and the right way to do it, then they need to really apply it themselves. And, and again, that sort of goes back to, to parenting, right, where you can only do your job to show your child a path for life. And then at some point, you really have to make sure that they, they follow that path or that they, that they make that individual choice. But that's, that's really what healthcare is, right? We're here to guide 
and provide a path. And then it's the, the, the individual who must make that choice and go down that path. And, and when it comes to pain and injury, that path has a lot of work because it has a lot of stuff that you have to do, like you alluded to there, John, every single day. Right there are the exercises, the active care, the things that you should avoid, the healthy eating, and and really this is not you know. And people always say, well, is there a simpler way? And it's like, well, if you want a simpler way, then you're you're sort of doomed, and you're going to deal with what you're going to deal with yeah. because there is no simple way to do this. This is the way, and it's not really yeah. about whether it's simple or complex. It just is the the reality and the totality of the situation. Yeah, you know, we uh, it's it's funny. It is it is the work you got to put in. So we we got to get my sister in law back on here. It's been probably a year since uh, she worked with you, but she's been really diligent. With, I'm, I'm shocked how diligent she is with the exercise. Is doing really well. She can't get my Starbucks order right ever. She's a cripple when it comes to getting my coffee. But you know, she does the physical stuff. You uh, you want to reach out now that we're done? Please do. Don't hesitate. Uh, Doctor Lou is there. One eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U info at paincarecanada.ca uh, or pardon me pinpointhealth.ca i'm still using the old one and yeah. uh, make sure you check out the lou down the lou down l-o-u that is an amazing podcast series which is uh, for you there to consume as well we'll take a break continue next weekend here in the pinpoint health show this is global news radio the preceding was a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.